Hey folks, my name is Jason. I'm one of the pastors at Clearview Church, and I'm so excited that you have taken the time to join us today. If you have any questions about what you hear, please do not hesitate to reach out to us. We would love to connect with you. Now, how many of you have ever been splunking? It's just a fancy word for exploring a cave. Well, one summer, Sarah and I took the kids splunking at Bonacher Caves. We went deep underground with a guide guiding this tour, and at one point, he gathered us all together and he turned out the lighting. You've heard the saying, you can't see your hand in front of your face. You literally could not see your hand in front of your face. Complete and utter darkness. And then he took out a small lighter. And with just that small lighter, I could see Sarah, and I could see the kids, and I could see the group of people around me. We needed that light to reveal where we were and reveal where we needed to go. After he shared a little bit about the history of the cave, we were standing in the dark with just a lighter, he then turned on the lights. And we found our way back out of the darkness. Standing in the dark could be a scary thing. Not knowing where to go and stumbling over rocks, maybe, maybe stopping your toe, that's never fun to do. Being in darkness can cause all kinds of emotions and thoughts that well up within us. It can even cause our eyes to play tricks on us. I've awakened, believe this or not, from my sleep in my bedroom and, and thought that there was someone in the room only to turn on the light and realize it was clothing hung on the clothing rack. Light reveals the truth of what is present and helps us navigate life. For those of you that are just joining us, we are in, a middle, in the middle of a series entitled, Who is Jesus? We are exploring the seven I am statements made by Jesus in the Gospel of John. In each of these statements, Jesus is declaring himself to be the creator of everything. He is eternal, he is set apart, he's almighty God. He is connecting himself with the God who had revealed himself to this guy named Moses in the Old Testament as the great I am. You can read that later in your own time in Exodus 3, 13 through 14. The big idea that I want us to grab hold of as we walk through this series is this. All that you need, Jesus is. If you can grasp this, if you can believe this, if you can get this into your heart, your life will be changed. All that you need, Jesus is. So if you have your Bible, I want you to pull it out. We're going to be in John chapter 8 today, and we're going to look at the second I am statement of Jesus. Jesus is going to declare that he is the light of the world. John 8, 12 says this. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. This is our, our main verse today we're going to camp out on. But to really understand this, I need to understand the context surrounding the statement. So very quickly, if you do have your Bibles with you, flip back to the previous chapter, chapter 7, and we read in verse 2 this. But when the Jewish festival of tabernacles was near. So the statement that Jesus just made is in the context of this Jewish celebration, the festival of tabernacles. This festival lasted eight days as a time to remember when God delivered the people of Israel out of slavery in Egypt. All the, Jewish all the Jewish people would, would build these uh, makeshift shelters or tents, and they would live in them for eight days. It was to remind them 
of what their forefathers went through and to celebrate all God had done for them. During this festival, they had all kinds of rituals, and one of them was called the illumination of the temple. As a part of this ritual, the people would light large candelabras in the temple. There was all night dancing and singing and rejoicing, and the light of these large candelabras would stream out of the top of the courtyard and would light up the area surrounding the temple in Jerusalem. As the people recalled God delivering, delivering them out of Egypt, and they celebrate how God led them through the wilderness. We read this in Exodus 13, 21. It says, the Lord went ahead of them. He guided them during the day with a pillar of cloud, and he provided light at night with a pillar of fire. This allowed them to travel by day or by night. The illumination of the temple, temple symbolized the pillar of fire lighting up the darkness as God guided them. So there's been eight days of celebration. The people have been remembering all these amazing things that God has done for them and how God had led them by light in the darkness. And then Jesus walks into the section of the temple known as the treasury. This would have been the courtyard where the candles were set up the night before. The festivities were now ended. The lights were no longer lit. And Jesus stands up with all the religious leaders, and all the people watching. He declares, I am the light of the world. He basically, he's saying, you saw those lights for the last eight days that lit up the city of Jerusalem. You're celebrating the pillar of fire that illuminated the darkness in the wilderness. I'm here to tell you that I am the light of the world. 700 years before Jesus, the prophet Isaiah had written that the coming Messiah would bring light to the world. Isaiah 49, 6 says, I will also make you a light for the Gentiles, that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. The coming Messiah, the chosen one, would be a light not only for the people of Israel, but he would be a light for all the nations. The people knew what Jesus was saying. He is saying, I am the Messiah. But he's saying so much more than that. When Jesus makes his claim, the religious leaders, knew they knew exactly what Jesus was saying. In fact, in verse 13, it says, the Pharisees, the religious guys, they replied, you are making those claims about yourself. Such testimony is not valid. Jesus is declaring himself to be the I am, the Lord. In 1 John 1, 5, we read, this is the message we have heard from him and declare to you, God is light. In him, there is no darkness at all. You see, when Jesus came along and said, I am the light, he is declaring that he's God. And now whoever follows him will not walk in darkness. So I want you to think about this, which means that if we don't follow Jesus, we do walk in darkness. So what does all of that mean for you and I? Well, let me give you a few things. First, it means that everyone needs Jesus as their light. Jesus not only makes some bold claims about his divinity, he is saying the world is lost and hopeless in darkness without him. See, the people of Israel, they thought they were fine with God. They thought they were cool. See, after all, God had rescued them from slavery. They were God's chosen people. But Jesus comes along and says, no, you are living in darkness, and I have come to be your light. In Luke 1, 78, a man named Zacharias speaks of Jesus coming, the one to come. He says this, 
Because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide us to the path of peace. This, my friends, is the truth of every one of us if we aren't following Jesus. We sit in darkness and in the shadow of death. We're separated from God by our sin and rebellion. And Jesus says, every one of us is walking in darkness. The entire world is walking in darkness. As a result, we stumble around in the dark. We try to figure life out, wondering why we're not content inside, questioning why there's, e why there's evil in our world, asking what is even the purpose of all this, never realizing that the reason we continue to stumble it's because we are the blind leading the blind. And we need an outside source to be, our, to be our solution. Here's the reality of darkness. Darkness, by definition, is the absence of light. The darkness cannot change its condition. Darkness cannot change no matter how hard it tries. And no matter how hard we try, no matter how much good we think we have accomplished, no matter how much money we give, no matter how kind we try to be, we cannot change our situation of darkness without an outside intervention. For darkness to change, light must enter and invade the darkness. Just as natural darkness is the absence of light, the darkness we live in is the rejection of God. John 3.19 says, light, speaking of Jesus, has come into the world and men love the darkness rather than the light. But as we have already read, because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven has broken upon us. Jesus tells us that anyone who is not following him are walking in darkness. You see, my friends, everyone needs Jesus as their light. Secondly, Jesus being the light of the world means no one no longer has to walk in darkness. A few years ago, I was fishing with my dad, and one evening, it got really dark. We were out on the lake uh, in a remote area off an old logging road. There's no lights nearby, no buildings, no town. It was an overcast night, so we didn't even have a lot of moonlight at that time. The problem was, as I said, we were in the middle of the lake when it got dark. So I took out the flashlight, I laid down on the bow of the boat on my belly, and I gave directions of the rocks to my dad as he was uh, operating the motor. So I would shine the light down into the, the water and I would point left, and my dad would steer left, and I would point right, and he would go right. But without the flashlight, there would probably be a few more dents in that aluminum boat, because there's lots of rocks around. See, Jesus says, whoever follows me will not walk in darkness. This is a life-changing verse. The word follow is, uh, is a word that's used of a soldier who's following a superior officer. Most of you are probably familiar with kind of military protocol. If you are a private and your commanding officer says, move, you move. If he says, do push-ups, you do push-ups. If he says, time to get out of bed, you get out of bed. Whatever the officer says, the officer gets. He is in charge. When Jesus says, the one who follows me, he isn't speaking of half-hearted following. It is more than a tag along behind him. It means following him for who he is. Being so taken with Jesus that you join yourself to him. 
When you follow Jesus, you have him. You have him as the light of your life. I am the light. Whoever follows me will have the light of life. If you follow me, I am yours, Jesus says. I am your leader. I am your guide. And I will guide you into life. What is the connection between light and life? Well, John 1, 4 actually gives us the answer. It says, in him, speaking of Jesus, was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The life Jesus has and the life he shares with those who follow him gives them light. And some of you would say, you believe in Jesus, you know, you believe Jesus is God, but are you following Jesus? Are you trusting in Jesus? But Pastor Jay, it is so hard when I don't see the destination. I get it. I get it. That's why it's called following. Pastor Jay, I really want to be in control. I get it. I understand. But that's why it's called following. You see, my dad had to trust me that I knew where I was going. He didn't need to see everything. He just had to follow my directions. Left, right, avoid a rock, here and there. He had to follow me and trust me that I could see what he could not see. And that I would take him to where we could not, where we needed to go, where he could not see without the light. That is Jesus' role in your life. You might say, I don't know where life is going. I don't know what the future holds. I can't navigate the darkness of this world. I don't know what happens when I die. And Jesus says, don't be overwhelmed by all that. Follow me. I am the light of the world and I will get you safely home. See, here's the great thing about Jesus. The great thing about him being the light of the world. If you follow him now, you have him as your light now. It isn't a future event. He will reveal all that is beautiful in life when all that you maybe see now is sorrow. He will be the light in which you see God, the light in which you understand his love, the light in which you walk through pain, the light in which you understand the plan of salvation that he has for you. He will be the light that will help you bear sorrows in darkness. Jesus will be a lamp on your troubled path in life. Everything looks different in the, in the light of Jesus. Colossians 1.13 says, For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son, who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. You no longer have to walk in darkness. If you follow Jesus, you have been transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And Jesus guides your path. So point number one, everyone needs Jesus as their light. Number two, you no longer have to walk in darkness. Number three, lastly, you were made for this light. Jesus says he is the light of the world. He is not a foreign light. This is the light of the owner of the world. This world was made to be illuminated by his light. You were created to follow the light of Jesus. Psalms 107, 10 and 11 says, some sat in darkness, in utter darkness, prisoners suffering in iron chains because they rebelled against God's commands and despised the plans of the Most High. This is a picture of the captivity we find ourselves in without Jesus, without the light. But that is not where you have been created to live. Jesus says in John 12, you are going to have the light just a little while longer, speaking to his disciples. Walk while you have the light, before darkness overtakes you. Whoever walks in the dark does not know where they are going. Believe in the light while you have the light, so that you may become children of the light. 
Jesus says, believe in the light so you, you may become children of the light because you have been created to be in relationship with the giver of light and life. When you believe in Jesus as your priceless light, when you follow him as your truth and your wisdom and your way and your life, you are a child of light. You are brought into the family of light and this light will never go out. You, my friends, were made for this light. And so, as we wrap up today, Jesus offers the people that are listening the invitation to follow him as their light. And this is the offer that he gives to each of us. Folks, I want you to understand, if there is going to be a light for this world, it will be Jesus. It is Jesus or darkness. There is no third alternative. There's no other light. Without him, the world is living in darkness. John 1, 4, 5 says, the word, speaking of Jesus, gave life to everything that was created and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. The question for you today is this, are you following Jesus? Once again, some of you will say, well, I believe in Jesus. Listen, that's not the question. Are you following Jesus? Have you said yes to the forgiveness of sin offered through Jesus? Have you said yes to this new life that he offers through his resurrection from the dead? Have you acknowledged that without Jesus, you are walking this life in darkness? Perhaps you don't have a relationship with Jesus. You haven't said yes to his love and his grace that he freely offers us. I want to encourage you as we pray to acknowledge your need for Jesus, to confess that you're walking in darkness the Bible calls that darkness sin, and, and you need to declare that you want to follow Jesus. 1 John 1, 8 through 9 tells us, if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Maybe you are listening today and you are, you are a follower of Jesus. Is God shining his light upon you today? Is he showing you something in your life that he wants to change? And that you need to, you know, acknowledge today. Are you willing to allow his light to shine on you so he can lead you into a better life? You may not always see where he is taking you. It may not always make sense, but you trust the one who is leading. He is the light. He is the guide. And he knows the destination. All that you need, my friends, is Jesus. Let's pray. God, I thank you that you are love. I thank you that you are gracious to us. I thank you that along this life, as we walk sometimes in darkness and we've rebelled against you, you have not left us in darkness, but you have revealed yourself in Jesus and offer us a life living in light. I pray for my friends listening today. I pray for those who have never said yes to following you, to your forgiveness and your grace. I pray that they would come into the light of Jesus today and experience a new life in you. Friends, if you're listening and that is you, I want to encourage you. God's light is reaching to you today. You can experience a new life in Jesus today. And for those of you who would say you are followers of Jesus, Jesus, I pray that your light would shine on us. You would lead us out of any dark areas we find ourselves in, and we would walk in the light as children of the light.
in Jesus' name, amen. Well, God bless you, my friends. Once again, reach out to us if you have any questions. We love you. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great week. God bless.